Well, good afternoon, and welcome to yet another edition of Barely Adequate with Colin and Jay. I'm Jay. That's Colin over there. I am here, present. <laughs> How are you doing today, I sir? never know what to say. I, yeah, I uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, pretty good. I survived my very first tattoo. Ooh, I didn't right, run sweet. screaming from the shop, and uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. All right, we're, we already have something to talk about. As our listeners know, we missed last week because I was—I'm a, a petty little bitch. Um, well, actually, wasn't feeling that great, so I, I apologize for mission last week. But I'm here this week. Yay! Yay! Yeah. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. So you got your first tattoo. Okay. First things first. Uh, you might as well shout out the place that you got it from. Uh, yeah, it's uh, a new shop in Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia, which is on Cape Breton Island, and it's two rad tattoos. So if you are in rural Nova Scotia, uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'll tell you where to go. So, right on, uh, yeah, so a new shop, not a new tattooer by any stretch, but a new shop anyway. And uh, yeah, so uh, I met him. Great guy, buddy. And yeah just had okay. a discussion about what I wanted. He said, yeah, we could do that. And then I just finally pulled the trigger and said, all, right, well, we all right, but before we uh, get into uh, what you got, uh, yeah. how did you pick this guy out? I'm always, it's always interesting to see how someone ends up with their tattoo artist. Cause sometimes it's completely random. Sometimes there's a connection. Uh, I'm curious as to how you ran into this guy. Well, it was, it was, first it was a recommendation on, uh, somebody's telling me about his artwork and that he was also a tattoo artist. And so I just, first of all, just went into the shop just to talk to him and just kind of gleaned my first impressions from that alone. So I didn't walk in going, I need this tattoo right now. It was, oh, hey, how's it going? I heard you're, this is a new place and all that kind of stuff. So I looked around. We talked for a good half hour, just different things. And I was talking about different ideas that I've had for a long time and everything like that. And so just kind of went back and forth and I liked his reasoning for do this instead of that, but it was never, oh, this is what you need to do. Listen to me. It's okay. Mm -hmm. If you do that, then, you know, you might want to think about this and this, and then maybe this instead. But it was, you know, so it was a good, like all very good first impressions right off the bat. So, mm -hmm. and then again, I liked all his artwork. So it wasn't, um, I thought, you know, he wouldn't be able to do uh, what I wanted. So, right, right. Uh, and yeah. it really is important because uh, just because someone's a good artist, they might not be the artist that you're looking for because. Uh, there right. are different tattoo artists who are good at different things. Uh, very rare is a tattoo artist good at fucking everything. Uh, that's, you know, if most tattoo artists are good at one style or a couple of different styles and the best tattoo artists are the ones that know when it's not something they can do. Uh, my favorite tattoo artist that I use for most of my stuff has told me flat out a couple of different times that, yeah, if you want that, I'm not probably the person that you want to do it. Right. Um, so, well, yeah, because they, uh, they would have a specialty that would, uh, oh yeah, I was just going to say they would have a specialty that drew them into being a tattooer and an artist in the first place anyway. So, you know, mm -hmm. they, they would want to well, focus like on good, that kind of thing first. Like a good example of that is my tattoo artist, <clears throat> excuse me, a little phlegmy, my tattoo artist will not do portraits. 
with one or two exceptions. And he's right. the reason he won't do most portraits, he says, is because all you have to do is fuck up one line. He goes, if you on a regular tattoo, he goes, because he does a lot, mostly tr a lot of traditional uh, or cartoon type stuff or a lot of colorful type stuff. Um, and while he'll do complex tattoos, he goes, if you fuck up one little line, he goes, most people aren't even going to notice. If you fuck up one line on a portrait, it doesn't look like the person anymore. He goes, it's it's really delicate yeah. work. He goes, and I don't like doing it. He goes, I'll, there's a couple, there is a couple that he'll do. He'll do Elvis and he'll do Charlie Manson because he's got those two locked down he says um he goes but for the average person bringing bringing in a, a picture of somebody he tells them he's not the artist for them yeah and that's completely fair and that's what you want i mean then i would trust that artist more than anything else by going you know what i can't do that here i recommend this to either whoever else is in the shop or just somebody else entirely so right. he's, to me and he's that been doing would tattoos them, for more than 20 years yeah so then i would he would always end up being like my first refusal for my next tattoo idea then. Right. I'd be like, right. Oh, I have this idea. Is this something that you could do? I would always ask that tattoo artist first. Then at least that's what it would encourage me to do it like that. So yeah, you're right. right. That, right, that right. is a better tattoo artist to trust when they go, you know what? I'm not the, I'm not the person for that. So yeah. 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 All right. So what's the big here? Let's uh, go for the big reveal. what did you actually get? Oh yeah. Well, it's, it, it's, it's a ram skull. And it's just on the inside of my arm, of my forearm. Um, it's pretty big. It's like the, the width of, of the back arm, off. just below the elbow fold. Okay, off, off, back off of the microphone just a little bit. There you go. Okay, so, Sorry, so, so, so you say, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you said it's on the inner forearm, uh, like, you know, so on the flip side, uh, wrist, you know, from the wrist, uh, not on the wrist area, but close to the elbow. Exactly, just visualizing. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And how big is it? Uh, it's about the width of, of my arm, of the inside part of the arm. So it's it's pretty wide because it's big curved uh, horns with it. And right, so, we're, the, so we're talking the, kind the, size, of, the size of a peach? Uh, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sorry, just envisioning it in my mind. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and then the style of it is it looks like. What's the word? Uh, lithograph, like an old photocopy kind of lithograph from like an older okay. book. Now, uh, so it's not it's not like nice and shiny or you know or very smooth kind of uh, like digital recreation kind of thing. Right, but it's, it's still it's still a real, yeah. realistic ram skull, or a or is it more of a oh, for a, sure? A, or or okay, okay, yes, because yeah, you can do that yeah. a bazillion yeah, ways. Like I've got a whole bunch of skulls. Some of them are realistic looking. Some of them are cartoon looking. Some of them are traditional. Some of them are neo traditional. Um, so yeah, a uh, skull can come in way, many shapes and forms. So realistic. When you say lithogram, so it's not colored and it's obviously like a black and gray sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So and then the and, the image I had that that we were working from it was a lot of shading in the horns and so as it was going along, and we were both looking at it, and so this was another good point for another good artist, uh, I think, was we're looking at going I don't know if it needs all that shading because it might end up just looking muddy and mm -hmm. if you overshade something you can't dial that back you're stuck with it right so no no yeah. No, yeah, and you're yeah. absolutely right. I've got a couple of tattoos from not the artist I have now, but the artist uh, before that, or some of the artists before that, that you basically can't even tell what they are anymore. It's just a it's just a blob. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool how we were going through it and go, you know what? I think maybe we're done. <laughs> and so I said, cause it, it certainly doesn't look incomplete. And honestly, I think the detail is strong enough. We don't need to overshade, you know, shade where you need to, to show that it's a bit darker cause it's, you know, inside the, whatever you, you have your light source or however you're doing right. it. But, and, and how but long thought, did it, take? Well, he was thinking three hours, but I guess because we dialed back on the shading was only a couple hours. Okay, well, that's that's not horrible for a first tattoo. And how did it yeah. go for you, you know, overall? It was good. Um, I, I didn't need to take any breaks, so I think that helped with the time. It just went two <laughs> hours once he got going, just kept going. Um, it, yeah, I mean, yeah, it hurt, but it wasn't anything I couldn't manage. And right. I had water with me and a granola bar. I don't right, know, just right. in case. Um, uh, it. Well, it, it was after work when I got it, so I kind of had like a bit heavier lunch, and then just went there right after work. Um, so, but yeah, it so, was kind uh, of it, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was, I was just going to ask you. So, was it as bad as you thought? Worse? Not as bad? How you know, overall? You know, how did the experience compare to your expectations? It was hard because I didn't really know at all what to expect. And it was just all I could draw on is I have a decent pain tolerance, but I've never been tattooed before. So, you know, that could mean absolutely nothing. Um, So I'm pretty good for handling pain for a while. And so I was a little bit worried that it was three hours and I thought, okay, Um, ended up being two hours, but it's eventually after 10 or so minutes, just naturally you're you just kind of start numbing i guess the endorphins or whatever just kind of start numbing the area anyway um but you know he would go from one part to the next part to the one part you know maybe one part of my arm was a bit more sensitive than the other part and that hurt a little bit more but it was like a stippling art technique so it was a lot of stabbing kind of thing yeah. <laughs> yeah. the shader yeah, felt yeah. great after all that for the little parts that were shaded <laughs> the shader was like oh this is nice so. <laughs> yeah yeah um you got a low to moderate area the in the inner forearm yeah. is not the easiest place by far there's you know, several other places that are e- way easier uh right but it's not on the other hand it's also not the worst spot by a long shot there are ones that are quite a bit be- oh, worse um the advantage of that one at least for me is it's one of the areas where you can ignore it so to speak um because i found a lot of tattoo tolerance comes down to just like being able to pay attention to something else uh, yeah that that's why uh, cap tattoos are always a bad one for me because that's one of the uh areas where it makes my uh leg jump if i get a tattoo there like it's i have to concentrate on not twitching because it's it sets oh, off twitch right. reflexes so not only is it painful and it is one of the more painful spots that i found but the main issue being that i have to concentrate on it to make sure my leg doesn't twitch so i can't ignore the pain i have to pay attention to the pain yeah yeah that wouldn't Sorry, be really good. Got here. yes yeah so that's so that's not a lot of fun um but still like i said there are uh areas that are a lot easier than the inner forearm so uh you did pretty good so here's the next question are you going to get another tattoo well, I do kind of have a plan for this arm, and so it's all on my left arm. Um, <laughs> I do have a plan, and so I was thinking, well, if, if I can only sit through one, let's make sure we do this one first. Right, and then right. if it's a terrible experience and I couldn't handle it, then at least I got that one, and then, oh, well, I have one. So that's fine. Right. No, no, and, and that's a good idea, uh, it's especially if you want to get a uh, – 
um, a sleeve or anything like that, it's always good to uh, plan it out in such a way that uh, if you never, if you do, if uh, you don't get the chance to finish for some reason or another, you're not uh, left looking, you know, really awkward with, with some crazy half done tattoos. Um, exactly. Yeah, the, that's the issue I have with one of my legs is that it's uh, supposed to be a space themed uh, tattoo, and there's no space background or anything like that, so the tattoo doesn't look quite finished uh but i really don't want to spend the however many hours it's going to be in the chair just getting black added to my leg because that's right. not gonna be a fun time that was the whole simpsons section you were talking about last yeah time, yeah right? exactly it's all yeah, yeah it's all simpsons yeah, yeah. in space and i have all the characters done i just don't have the space background behind it done so right. it's a little yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to pull it all together yeah. <laughs> right right and that's why normally when i get a tattoo i get it done all at once so i tend to have yeah. small to medium-sized tattoos and then i end up with a lot of them and then every once in a while i just go in and, and have my tattoo artist kind of fill in the blanks so to speak uh right so that one arm i've got like a uh, a pinprick uh and star pattern in between of some of my tattoos especially on the upper arms where uh uh, I had more space in between the different uh, uh, tattoos I've gotten over the years. So when I say I have full sleeves on my arms, it's because I have dozens of tattoos and then the space filled in between rather than me going in one or two, you know, like eight or 10 hour sessions to get, you know, like your entire arm done. Right, right. Um, but on the other hand, when people ask me how many tattoos I have, I, I honestly can't answer you, dude. I, I mean, I'm sure if I sat down for a couple of minutes, went, okay, there's that one, 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 I could come up with a number, but honestly, offhand, I, I God, dude, I don't know, dozens, maybe 20 or 30 or 40 or, God, I don't even know, dude. Yeah, unless you're good at kind of like writing that kind of stuff down for posterity's sake. That, you know, <laughs> I, I got this, I have this tattoo. Like, you know, if you like keeping lists of stuff. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, well, well yeah, you get and you get yeah. remember, I can't see all of them because so well, I forget too, sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot I had that one. I can't see it. It's, yeah. it's not Call the of, wife over. All right, we got to do a tattoo inventory. You're right. <laughs> I, got, I mean, there, there are certain tattoos that are not part of my mental image of myself because. Yeah, you know, I I saw them once uh, in the mirror when I got it done, and then if I if I have a picture of it sitting around, but other than that, you know, it's you know, it's not something I actually associate with my mental image, which is kind of weird, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. See, now I can't see myself getting um like back tattoos or anything like that because I always, you know, I want to look at them. I love looking at tattoos, right? So right, right. I mean, yeah. if well, anything, eventually... I could see. Yeah. Well, you just run out. Of space I, I could see eventually while, getting dude. both arms done, but right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both yeah. both my arms and were, were full, and I was starting to uh, go into the leg area before I started uh, com getting anything on like my back or like uh, like one one funny one is that I hadn't really considered is like I have tattoos on the back of my biceps, and you never fucking right. see the back of your bicep. Like like I that's, that's true. Where yeah. My, yeah, that's where my uh, uh, Flanders as the devil tattoo is. It's right on the back of my bicep. So like if oh, you're no. standing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're so if you're standing behind me, you can see it hanging out uh, out from my t-shirt, you know. Uh, but other yeah. than that, you know, I've never, I can't see it. It's probably my best tattoo, really. I mean, it's it's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Uh, but come on, Devil yeah. Flanders, it's iconic. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, like uh, then I have uh, um, my uh, Zoidberg tattoo, which is just a picture of Zoidberg with why not Zoidberg in captions around it, is on uh, right. like on my back on an upper upper shoulder, so I can never see it um then one of my few non-skull or uh cartoon themed uh, tattoos is i have uh 
this one's hard to explain. It's it's a picture of an owl, uh, owl head that looks kind of like the owl from the uh, um. Can you how many looks to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? Kind of, but not. It's wearing a oh, hat yeah. with a flame yeah, coming yeah. off the hat, and it's got a weird monocle thing on. It's just a weird looking t- uh, tattoo, uh, owl tattoo, oh, and nice. it's on my other shoulder. Yeah, it's it's a cool tattoo, just hard to hard to describe. Um. Yeah. And it's on my other shoulder and I, I can't see it. So I, I forget this there most of the time. And then in the middle of my back, I have a giant succubus head, which my wife hates. Oh, she hates it so much. <laughs> oh, goes, wow. Why do, you have a, why do you have a, why do you have some demon face chick on your, on, on your back? I'm like, well, uh, well, cause I make poor decisions, I guess <laughs> it's, it's a cool tattoo, yeah. but yeah, it, yeah, it's, uh, it's, she's not a fan at all. Um, and it's, it's not a tribute of any kind, sweetie. Had, I swear. Yeah. No, no, it's the only one that she doesn't like at all. Like most of my other, most of my other ones, she's uh, fine with, but that one, she's Joe. She just hates it with a passion. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's it's on my back. I'm like, well, you don't have to look at it when we're having sex. That's the important part, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, focus on something. Else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, well, so okay, for so, uh, um, how, so how long ago did you get it? Uh, Friday. This past Friday. For, Okay, so uh, oh, so just a couple days ago. Yeah, so this is, I guess, technically it was Friday evening. So this is uh, would be the third full day of of healing, I guess. So okay, well, what is your care for it? Because that's super important as well. Although uh, it's the funny thing is, well, let me let me find it. Let me see what you were told first, and I'll give you my opinion on it. Sure. Uh, well, it's um, with antibacterial soap, um, just washing it, lukewarm water, three, mm-hmm. two to three times a day. And it was just today that I started using um, a moisturizer because today it really started drying out. So okay. and that's to use very little, never use too much, use very little. So. Okay. Okay. So he's giving you correct advice. You don't, you don't have to do yeah. much uh, tattoo to take care of it. Uh, less is more yeah. in a lot of cases. You just want to leave it the fuck alone. Uh, you don't want it to dry out so much of it, so much that the skin actually, you know, like, uh, flakes off really bad. You are going to have some flaking off depending, uh, how deep the, how deep the scabbing goes is, will depend, you know, on how the tattoo turns out. You might have zero scabs at all, in which case, awesome. You, you know, uh, but just because you have some scabbing, don't panic. That doesn't necessarily mean that your tattoo is fucked up, even though you'll have like flake, what looks like flakes of fucking color falling off. That's not necessarily oh, right. mean that that's not necessarily mean that there's anything wrong because the top layer can fall off and you'll be fine. If you have really bad, and this is normally from them, you know, fucking up the tattoo by going too deep and you, and you get a deep, deep, deep scab, you can lose color that way. Uh, like you'll have right. like little spots right. where it's, where it's not the same color as it, this, it won't be, uh, uh, uniform. Um, but the, what the, the advice he gave you is pretty accurate. Just try to keep the skin moist without being too moist. Cause that's a good way to pick up an infection. Don't fucking cover it up. Uh, people I've seen people like cover up with saran wrap and, and, and keep it way too moist. And that, that, that's how you'll get like uh, some pretty good ick going. Um, yeah, it got wrapped when I left the shop and then he just said, wait a couple hours and then just take it right off and never wrap yep. it again. I thought, yep. okay. <laughs> yep. 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 So, yep. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. It's important. Uh, I've had one or two of my early tattoos where I, I lost big sections of it because uh, I didn't take care of it properly. Normally by overdoing it with the moisturizer, um, just keeping it too damp there, there yeah. which you wouldn't think would be a big deal, but it, there is such thing. Um, yeah, yeah, for yeah you sure. should be fine with that. 
depending on your healing rate, uh, within a week, uh, two weeks or so is when you're done with the vast majority of it. So you probably got another yeah. week and a half or so of, uh, of it, uh, before it's pretty much done and three or four weeks by tops. Yeah. And I keep paying attention to it, like looking out for infection, like it's not hot to touch or it's not red, you know, anymore, you know, it was red for a little bit right after I got it, of course, but right, um, right. yeah. So there's not, you know, it, I don't feel run down or anything. So there's not any, and at least today, not any infection or anything. So yeah. 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 And, and you like, you didn't get a ridiculously big one or anything. And that's important too, because the, uh, your skin is an organ as a whole. And uh, yep. it can only handle so much. So the the bigger your tattoo is, for example, the more likely that you might lose some color out of it because you shock the skin and all that good shit. Um, that's why a lot of a lot of tattoo artists don't really like going more than three or four hours uh, for a session. You know, like you hear about people doing eight hour sessions, and tattoo artists will do that, but uh, the preference really is you know shorter sessions when uh, when you know doing like a like most people that get a back piece done almost nobody gets a full back piece done all at once because that's you know fucking 24 or 48 hours worth of work you'll normally see them do yeah that's like just torturing six, yourself yeah. right that, that's <laughs> normal you'll see it get done like six hours at a time or maybe even an eight hour session but for the most part i think that you artists like to keep it down to four to six and for the sake of the artist too, I mean, for crying out loud, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's rough <laughs> for them too. From, from pain mm. endurance of the one person, they still just kind of sit there. Poor artist, right. got to focus, and it's tense, and you know their arm's gonna fall off. So. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, the, uh, the the subject is just like lying in a chair or or whatever. For the most part, it's fairly comfortable. The other, you know, the actual artist is you know bent over fucking five or six hours. That's not a lot of fun. No, no, not my. Yeah, my buddy who uh, um, does tattoos has back issues, and that's one hundred percent from that, obviously. Right, right, right. So, and then of course, I was making a lot of jokes because I do enjoy watching Ink Master. Yeah. So I was making all these Ink Master jokes with the artist making him roll his eyes and stuff. So that was funny. I said, you know, <laughs> this is my first tattoo, but I've watched several seasons of Ink Master. So, I mean, I could probably just tell you what to do. And he's like, and <laughs> I let him know I wasn't serious. I was just fucking around. So, but right. I, yeah. But there was that look of fear in his eye for half a sec going, oh, shit. I'm like, no, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know that show has to have been frustrating on some level for tattoo artists. I mean, I'm sure it helped overall. Like it, it, it made people to go out and get tattoos that probably wouldn't have because they had never been exposed to the culture, so to speak. But it also yeah. made a whole bunch of people armchair experts on fucking tattoos, which is which can't have made their job good. For sure, yeah. He said, uh, "Buddy, the artist." He just said his only real problem with is he he would have liked to watch it to look at new techniques and everything like that, but they never show a technique at all. There's too many different artists, too many different things going on, and then they focus on the drama of the house for far too long. So he's he's trying to learn something from it, and it's it's a competition TV show. So you know you're not right, gonna learn. right. It's like watching Master Chef or something. You're not going to learn how to cook from Master Chef. So <laughs> right, right, exactly. Um, yeah. Which is interesting because some uh, of those reality type shows, you feel like you can learn a little bit, like. Uh, one of the things I like about Forge and Fire is they explain the actual technique somewhat. Not that I have any interest in making a knife, really, but when you're watching the other guy do it, it's kind of cool if they explain why they're doing what they're doing and such. 
Yeah, that show is great. And there was another one. I don't know if it's still on. It's hard that I'm in Canada and also don't have cable, so it's really hard to find stuff. But it was called Face Off, not the movie with John Travolta and Nick Cage. No, you're, t- you're, talking about, you're talking about the makeup competition. The makeup competition one. And I love that behind the scenes kind of stuff. And I love practical effects over digital effects. Right. So that and, show and when is I, right up my alley. Yeah. And, and when I say makeup uh, competition show, I should. Uh, be more specific oh. special effects makeup as in making people look like aliens and monsters and stuff yeah not like creature how much, makeup and all not, that not how much yeah. ma- not how much lipstick this lady should apply and that that's that yeah. type of makeup show <laughs> there was no kardashian anywhere near the show yeah <laughs> right right yeah yeah I, and i only caught a couple episodes of that uh because i didn't have the particular uh cable channel that was on when it was when it was first running uh but the couple episodes i saw were fucking awesome yeah, I, I've seen at least three seasons of it, and uh, but this is you know a good three four years ago now, so I don't know if it's still going. But yeah, I uh, think it might have been longer yeah, than it, that. It was great. Oh, probably. I mean, I just saw three seasons. I don't know. I I don't think when I started watching it was the first season. It was uh-huh. just right. right it was right, just right. I saw three of them back to back as they came out, and then lost um, track of it. But yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, like you know makeup to make people look like uh, monsters, uh, me and my wife watched a couple episodes of one of the stupidest fucking. Sh- you ever watch a show that's so stupid that that's the only reason you're watching it because you can't believe how fucking dumb it is? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's one. There's one in Netflix called I think like Sexy Beasts, and it's uh, a show of a whole bunch of people uh, that you know it's one of those dating shows, but they get made up in ridiculous like monster costumes. Uh, because you know to prove that love is blind and the other can't that, that oh, it's God. just so fucking dumb and and you know and the the thing is they're all ridiculously good looking people you know, the, you know uh and oh. I, I i'm telling my wife that they totally missed the fucking market on this because what they should do is have it be a dating show or it's a whole bunch of good looking people and one fucking ugly one because <laughs> yeah that would be or a way more fun average show. or something right, yeah. right. Yeah. no no i mean like we're, we're talking like total dumpster fires that's the only way that's the way it oh, works shit. the best because <laughs> you're because and 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 you know that you know you, you you're you, you're you know so this guy who's dressed up like a rooster will uh be dating you know three different chicks so, you know uh what you know one that one that looks like fucking a flamingo one of them that looks like a spider and one of them that looks like a walrus two of them are hot as fuck one of them is a dumpster fire and he's got to try to figure out which one is which <laughs> i know it's not pol- exactly politically correct but it would be funny as fuck Oh yeah. He's wow. like, he, he, what's he gonna go, man? This this chick's got way too much personality. She's really cool. She's got to be the dumpster fire. <laughs> She's got to be. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I just found it now on Netflix. Wow, there's yeah. even two seasons of it. Good oh, job. you see, you see, I was, I wasn't like, it's great. I, I might even have the name wow. of it wrong. I think it was Sexy Beasts or something. No, like you're that. right, Sexy Beasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and, and it's pretty pretty fucking you know over the top makeup it's you know it's not like they yeah. just put like a clown nose on them or something fucking those you know those are the type of makeup jobs that you would see in the show you we were just talking about actually that's right yeah yeah on face off yeah um yeah. wow this probably is probably a couple of them on that show <laughs> i mean yeah i mean yeah, you gotta pretty, get paid it's, right it's, it's, so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah isn't that isn't it crazy what you know uh what qualifies for tv now oh, um 
oh, what I saw also on Netflix, and it'll be hard for you to find because uh, I can't really remember the name of it, and it's not. Okay, basically, you're aware that Netflix has a shitload of uh, Bollywood films now, right? Yes, yes. Okay, and you're familiar with the entire Bollywood market. And for like, if you've been hiding underneath oh, yeah. the rock, uh, uh, for those who have been, uh, India has a thriving film market called Bollywood instead of Hollywood. And a big portion of their uh, movies are kind of ripoffs of Hollywood movies. They'll just remake them. Yeah. And That's right. I saw on Netflix the other day the biggest fucking ripoff I've ever seen. They did. I mean, you might as well call. I mean, it's not a shot for shot because they change things, but they change things just. <laughs> okay, fucking they redid Forrest Gump. Oh, no. And it is almost like it's a shot for shot. They change things for every shot, but it's all still the same. Like instead oh, wow. of him sitting, instead of him sitting on a, a bus bench waiting for the bus talking to people, he's on a train talking to people instead of having a oh. box of chocolates he's got a box of whatever some kind of crazy uh you know uh india uh candy of some sort <laughs> and, right right and me and my wife watched like the first 15 minutes just to see if they were really going to do what they're going to do and yes they did it's it's the exact wow. like then it trans it translates to his very first story he's taught while he's talking to the lady which is him getting fitted with leg braces and <laughs> And it just goes from there. I'm like, it, it's Forrest Gump, but it's Indian Forrest yep. Gump. Oh, yeah, I found it. There we go. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. How did you fucking did. find that? What, what, what kind of search did you put in? I just searched Bollywood, and I see a guy on a bench. So <laughs> no, it's, 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 I think it's like L-E-E-L is, for, is, his, you know, is his first yeah. name, Leal or something. So, yeah. The font um, so they I, used, I, I can't really read it, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that's why I was like, it's impossible to find it because I actually had to Google, yeah. you know, Bollywood Forrest Gump and then, you know, see what the title was. At least it says in the description, adapted from 94's Forrest Gump. So, oh, does it? I, I, yeah. It, it says it in the description. So, at least, oh, I didn't get that. I didn't get yeah. that far. I mean, I, I was wondering what the kind of lawsuit that would be. And I wonder yeah. if, if India <laughs> honors those sort of things because yeah, I know, uh, China doesn't, for example. I don't. They don't really have much of a uh, of a movie industry compared to like the you know, United States no. or Hollywood. And I don't. Oh, the that's bootlegs one of in th- China are hilarious. Just the cover. Oh, are there? Yeah. See, yeah. I haven't never got into that, so I don't know if they bootlegged uh, uh, movies like like uh, India does, but they bootleg fucking everything else. Uh, if you, the yeah. auto market in China is fucking hilarious because all it is is a whole bunch of cars that look like other countries' cars because China doesn't <laughs> honor copyrights. That's right. Yeah, there's like a whole bunch of Chinese cars that look like BMWs or you know, Range Rovers or all kinds of different yeah, shit. Yeah, it's it's a moose tongue. Yeah, same thing, same thing. Yeah, moose same tongue. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I wonder if he, I wonder if India is like that with their copyrights, which is why you see all those type of movies. Or I, I don't know. I could be wrong. There might be some sort of like agreement between the Hollywood studios and the Bollywood studios for their different properties. Unless there's some kind of gray area where you can get away with it if you make sure it's described as a parody of some kind like you know mm. there's that whole gray you can get away with almost anything i mean look at weird al's career you know oh yeah yeah so oh yeah but right. this, this isn't this isn't even parody it's straight up ripoff man I, well yeah, yeah yeah i know <laughs> but but still yeah you're right if you sense since they're so based off of them and they change things like you said it's a it is on, on a train instead of at a bus stop and 
I didn't get too far into the movie, so I'm sure he's he's obviously changing a whole bunch of other historical events, historical events in India instead of America. So, uh, but yeah, I still never expected to see it on Netflix as I was flipping through. Like, oh, no. (laughs) All right. Let's see. Uh, You got anything, man? I'm sorry. I've been talking the entire time. I haven't actually uh, given you a chance to bring up much of a subject. Um, the only next big thing I have on the horizon is, uh, next week, not this weekend, next weekend is my big charity weekend, uh, ah, where I do 24 hours, 25 hours. Cause it's the time change oh, wow. of, uh, gaming and stuff to raise money for Toronto hospital. So that's exciting. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. How did you get into that? That I got into, this is my fifth year doing it actually. And <laughs> I used to watch one uh, YouTube channel, Rooster Teeth, and um, I had just come across where it's it's Extra Life is the fundraising organization, and they do they do their whole thing on Twitch, and of course they're uh, you know a studio, so they have a whole bunch of stuff, and it was really entertaining. And so they would raise they were they're in Texas, so they're raising funny um, funds for whatever uh, children's hospital in Texas. And so I thought, oh, uh, Extra Life, that's really cool. And I thought, it's a shame they don't have anything like that in Canada. And then I looked up Extra Life and like, oh, they do. They extend to Canadian hospitals as well. And um, so when I was a kid, I had leukemia a couple times. And it was sick in Toronto. That made sure I'm 41 this year. So I thought, well, let's just put those two things together. I never grew out of video games. And now I'll just fundraise for the hospital I donate myself to. So, oh, there you go. I'm sorry, I'm, so I'm go. gonna roll. A, I'm gonna roll a joint while you're t- telling that touching story. Um, yeah, go for it. <laughs> all right. Oh yeah, see, I'm I'm actually on a timetable here. I haven't smoked in a while because I didn't want to be 100 percent crunked up uh, uh, for the show, uh, which didn't work. I should have quit smoking several hours before that. Um, but I also uh, want to watch uh, the latest uh, in the finale to House of the Dragon with my wife when I get done here. Uh, but I also want to go to bed after a while too, because I'm I'm an early uh, early to bed, early to rise kind of guy. So I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone because I don't because I want to start watching the show with my wife right afterwards. But I need to smoke. My wife does not smoke. I do not smoke in the same room with her for the most part. Every once in a while she'll hit it, but it's not her thing, and she doesn't like the way it smells. So um, oh, I'm trying to kill two birds with one stone, and I'm going to go ahead and smoke while we're while I'm speaking with you, which is highly professional because that's what all the cool kids are doing. So, all right, I I took the bud, and I now I have it in the grinder. That's what this is. I forgot you said you're not uh, much of a pot smoker, correct? Yeah, it's not. It's usually it's almost tied to like a social thing. So uh, out with friends and all that kind of stuff. Usually when it happens, I really don't you know. on my own. And to here, I rent an apartment, so I would have to leave the apartment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I should probably. I should probably close the door, but I have this little filter thing that I blow the pot smoke through too, so it probably won't be a big deal. Normally, sometimes oh, I cl- normally I close the door when I'm smoking, but I also um, don't want to close the dogs off. The our, we have a little doggy door that the, go- that the dogs go use the bathroom through, so, which uh, go- right. runs through my den. So they need to run through here if they use the bathroom, and I don't recall them going out anytime soon. So I'm going to leave the door open. If my wife complains about the smell, well, then well we'll hear about it very quickly. <laughs> For sure. See, right? Okay, so yeah. so now I have the uh, the weed all broken up. And I'm, I just took a rolling paper, and I'm just rolling it back and forth with my fingers a little bit so that you know it's nice and limber. And I'm going to take the weed, 
and I'm gathering up on the using the rolling paper packaging. If you smoke pot, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't smoke pot, you're really bored at this point. All right, so I'm, <laughs> I'm putting yep. uh, putting on the old paper, and it's always hard because you got because you got to roll the paper back and forth a couple times in your fingers to try to get it to, into the uh, you know uh, joint shape. And I'm you know I'm kind of clumsy, and it's you know, I'm not really good with my hands. So while I'm doing this, I'm probably dropping like half the weed back onto the tray. So whenever I load the uh, joint, I try to put a whole bunch in there because I know some of it's not going to end up in the joint. And then when you roll it up, I would be so disappointed. Yeah. And then when you roll it up, you got to make sure it's always hard to make sure that both edges catch. Sometimes like one edge will catch and start to roll and the other uh, side will like go straight up instead of rolling over. So you always got to be careful to make both sides. Then you like you like the paper. Uh, You got to be all creepy like that. Um, Sure. Especially when there's a crap. Uh, Yeah. All right. And then I always and then, you know, my my little special touch is I'm, you know, I'm rolling both edges sides with my fingers. But the middle part, I use like my the bottom of my lip to push that part closed because, you know, it doesn't seem to want to close like I like the uh, sides do sometimes. There you go. Right. Now I get a joint. Uh, it's it's bigger in the middle than it is on the sides. It looks like a movie joint. I've never been able to make really perfect <laughs> cylinder ones very well. This one will work yeah. just fine. It's it's packed from end to end, so I won't have to worry about one side burning really or and one side not. You don't want it to canoe. All right, uh, let me grab my ashtray over here. Uh, and where is my fucking lighter? All right, I know I got a light around here someplace. Yeah, without uh, fire, it's all a waste of time. I know. It's yeah, it's kind of a waste of my time. There it is. I really should buy a new lighter. I, uh, I've had this one for a while, so I'm keep on kind of waiting for it to run out. Uh, what was that like? Five whole minutes that I wasted on fucking nothing, right? Yeah. Not See, bad. I totally understand why non-pot smokers don't want to hang out with pot smokers. Uh, a friend of mine stopped smoking for a while and then started again. And he said when he wasn't smoking, he still hung out with the same, you know, smoking people. And he realized how quickly, how annoying it fucking was to hang out with <laughs> pot smokers when you don't pot, smoke pot. Because they got to smoke pot before they do anything, you know, uh, so it's like, okay, let's get That's ready. Right. We're going to go to the lake and we're going to ride the jet skis. Okay, man, we got to smoke before we go. Oh, fuck. All right, there's a half hour. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you see hey. what, what it took for just me to roll. Then they got to smoke it and then fucking, you know, uh, and then move it slower speed than normal to get there. And then once they're there, it's like, oh, yeah, we got to smoke another one before we go out. It's like, dude, we just smoked one two hours ago. Oh, yeah, I know, but we're about to go out now. So then they got to smoke one. And like two hours later, they got to smoke another one. He goes, fuck, it takes up so much time out of the day. He goes, I never fucking realized. Hey, there's entire seasons of absolute very definition of waste of time on Netflix. So oh, yeah. they'll be doing worse things. <laughs> Did you hear about this one show called Sexy Beasts? And it's yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I told I told him I was like, well, you got to remember when it really comes right down to it. <clears throat> if you're not eating, shitting, or making money, you're technically wasting your fucking time. You know, every, everything, anything yeah. else is like basically, you know, a fucking, you know, all your hobbies. It's technically a waste of time. Like, you know, I play bass. Uh, I'm never going to get paid money to play bass. So technically speaking, it's a waste of time. I'm not advancing my life any. Uh, but and, you know, there are people that fucking think that way, too. Some really rich people. Um, but uh, for, for, but for anything that when I hear people complain about how something's stupid and it's a waste of whatever that person's time is, I'm like, well, dude, fucking pretty much everything's a waste of time when it comes down to it. 
Yeah, but if you don't get anything out of it, then don't bother with it. Try something else. Oh, back it up, man. I didn't I didn't understand any of that, and it was way too loud. I said, if you're not getting anything out of it, then try something else. <laughs> Better things to waste your time with. That works for drugs, too. There you go. <laughs> Speaking of drugs, uh, here, there's a switch. Apparently, I'm going to be taking a new drug now. Uh, I went to go see. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot the bad part of smoking pot while I'm on doing the show. <laughs> I'll put that down yep. for a minute. Um, yeah, I went to uh, um, the doctor today to have my I, my uh, AFib issues addressed. Uh, I've been having more issues than normal lately. Uh, as most of you know, I had issues back in May that I thought I had addressed. They, they figured I have an AFib, but they said it wasn't really super uh, dangerous. They gave me medication for it, and I moved on. And when I had the AFib issues the first time, I hadn't really noticed. I had a couple issues once or twice, and my uh, watch was telling me that I was having AFib issues in the uh, in the evening when I was sleeping. Uh, later on, I found out that I have a I was having AFib issues during the day, too. The watch just didn't really detect that. But I didn't really have much in the way of symptoms. So they gave me some medication, you know, after doing a whole bunch of testing, and I moved on from that. And that was late May. Uh, about two or three weeks ago, I started having issues with my AFib again. And this time, I, I kind of started to notice. Um, I was having shortness of breath, which I'd had before in the first time, but I hadn't really connected, connected it with the AFib. So once it stopped, went away, I didn't really think about it anymore. Uh, but now with the medication, I was having shortness of breath. I was trouble sleeping with it. Uh, some heart palpitations. Still nothing super dangerous. At the at the very most, I just felt weird. I didn't, you know, like I didn't have chest pains or anything really serious like that. I never felt like I was about to pass out. Um, right. None of that crazy stuff. Just shortness of breath, not and then generally not feeling right. Um, but once it started making it so I couldn't sleep, I, I knew I had to address it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. went to the doctor today. He said, okay, well, before we were in stage one of treatment, we're going to move on to stage two, which means we're going to add some different medications. I'm going to have you wear a monitor again because part of the process before was they had me wear like a monitor, uh, a battery powered one that, you know, you wore 24 seven and I wore the fucking thing for a month, uh, which I don't oh, wow. recommend, I, which yeah. I don't recommend. It's, it's small. It's small. It's not a big deal, but the, the adhesive on it being on my chest made me break out really horribly bad. And it took several months for it to fucking go away afterwards. I'm hoping this, this, this time it's only, I'm only gonna be wearing it for a week. So hopefully I won't be as much of an issue. And as a matter of fact, I have to put it on once we're done with the show. Cause they had told me I can put it on anytime after 6 PM. Cause that's when it's registered to me. <laughs> so oh, <there> <laughs> I, 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 have, I have to remember to do that once I get off the show. But before we start watching House of the Dragon, uh, and then they also added a, a new medication, which uh, which is a blood thinner. So we will see how that goes. Um, he told me I'd actually stopped working out for uh, like the last month first because I had that muscle strain and didn't work out for like two weeks. And then right when I was finishing up the AFib issues started to pick up some. And I figured even though they had previously told me it was perfectly OK to work out since I was having new issues, maybe it'd be a poor idea to work out. Uh, yeah, me, yeah, yeah, you don't need to test all the waters. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> luckily for me, the doctor told me it's perfectly fine. He goes, uh, he goes, they're they're not connected. He goes, he goes. Technically, basically, right now, these symptoms are nuisance issues. He, he goes, you're not in danger of having a stroke or or anything like that going on. Basically, the you know. Uh, we're we're trying to uh, address your symptoms because they're a nuisance to you. I'm like, yeah, I go, not being able to sleep is a little more than a nuisance, but I understand what you're saying. It's not physically yeah, dangerous. Yeah. He goes, so you're perfectly okay to work out. 
which I think yeah, I your heart's not need. bursting out of your chest or anything. So. Right, which I think I need to because they <laughs> they weighed me uh, and I was wearing boots instead of my normal shoes, so I know they added a couple pounds. But I weighed uh, a, a maybe a good ten pounds more than I expected to. So oh no, I'm like yes, yeah, so <laughs> and yeah, I'm a I'm a very tall, skinny person, so it's not a big deal. But I have a feeling that anything I added in the last month probably wasn't like lean muscle mass. So. I, yeah. I, I, let's just say I'm looking forward to getting back to working out again. Now, when when you get new medication for stuff like that, does it take a couple weeks to like even you like to kind of start working properly, or is there a long adjustment before you know? I, I don't know to be honest with you. Oh, you don't know because oh, okay. I don't I don't have constant symptoms. I'll have it like bother me for a night, and then like sometimes for a night, and then into the day for partially or sometimes almost all of the day but then it'll go away and i won't have any issues for another two or three days again so it's going right. to take for me basically a week or two to ba- just to see how it's working i could like it, it could be working great and i'm not going to have any issues again but it'll take me at least another three or four days to you know find out what that i'm not going to have another issue or you know or possibly you know it's not going to do shit and then and i'll have fucking issues tonight um see but just because yeah. i have issues tonight that doesn't I, that, I don't know if that means it's not working or as you mentioned if it takes more time for it to get into my system i suspect probably it'll take a couple at least a couple days of it you know um percolating to to, to address everything yeah, because not, I mean, of course, it's not the same thing, but uh, some of the people I know that have MS, um, when they have to change their medication, it's usually a good two two weeks before they know if it's actually going to start working or not, or if oh. they still need further adjustment, that kind of thing, right? So I'm just wondering if when it's AFib kind of stuff, if that's the same kind of situation with medication for that. But God, MS has such a fucking horrible, horrible <sighs> fucking thing. Yeah, because um, it's it's just living with it. it, it you're just slowly or quickly uh, just to, to generate pretty much. So yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. I have a co- I have a cousin that you know that has it, and just the decline in the last ten years is fucking just ridiculous. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, I can't go into too much de- details, but uh, someone that was a member of our club, or at least a former member, or at least a relative of members, I, I'd have to look up to see if he actually had a membership. I don't remember at this point. Um, right. <laughs> um, actually, it actually just killed himself because he had MS like very recently. And he's, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't I, say I can too much imagine. more because he's a, he, he's yeah. famous in certain ways, not, not fa- super duper famous, but, but well known in, in the field that he worked in. And I can't really say anything yeah. that about it. Um, but yeah, yeah, and fucking, there you go. There's an example of someone, you know, who in, in, in all other regards has fucking, you know the perfect life he has everything you know what what he has no complaints nothing nothing he could possibly wish for uh you yeah. know his his yeah. life and his career has been fucking amazing and just fucking random illness like that you know because that's not yep. ms isn't something that you got that you did to get it's not like you smoked cigarettes for fucking 20 years and and got you know ms cancer or something it's, it's just fucking genetic yeah it's it's yeah you get it or you don't that's it it's yeah. you know um, yeah, I mean, of course I can't imagine, um, but from little of what I know about it and just the people I know, I mean, I can, can understand, I guess, uh, that decision cause yeah, it, it just gets worse. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And not just MS. I mean, there's all kinds of things like, uh, you know, one of our members is who's super duper 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 fucking rich, rich enough that it, he's at the level that if I, if I said his name, you'd know who he was rich. Um, oh, nice. 
Well, at, at, at least, yeah, yeah, you probably would, I, I imagine. Uh, and, you know, dude had a stroke, fucking, and he's in the prime of his life. He's probably in his late, probably mid-50s to late 50s, fucking, you know, in, in good shape. You had everything going on, and, you know, now he's wheelchaired bound, getting pushed around and shit. Dude, fucking, Ugh. dude, fucking, damn. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It, it, life is fucking, you know, tragic and fucking random sometimes. Well, that's to say, it's just as much planning and all this you want. Uh, it's just at some point, it's just chaos, and you just gotta roll with it as best you can. It's who knows, you know. You can do everything yeah. right, and the worst thing happens to you. Do everything wrong, and you walk away from everything. So, who knows? oh yeah, 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 yeah. But that's yeah. one of those cases where I, you know, whenever I'm trying to, whenever I'm starting to feel sorry for myself, I try to remind myself that you know, uh, life could be a lot worse, and even if your life is fucking great, bad things still happen. For yep. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, one uh, one of the things I know is that's coming up because uh, I've been having to deal with it on, on a personal level uh, is Halloween. Uh, there's a Halloween party yes. coming up at the club, which I've had to address. <laughs> one, one of my parts of my job is making sure that it's confirming reservations and shit like that to make sure that all the people that are supposed to show up for the party show up for the party. Um, the, that being the case, you know, like most holidays, I haven't. Uh, really participated in in halloween in a long time because I, I work um are you still a halloween person uh i'll no i mean i stopped trick-or-treating fairly young too yeah it was just something like yeah okay because then it, it ended up becoming uh going over to a friend's house and it was almost either a few of us or an actual party and it was really just watching scary movies um, is what it eventually turned into. I was never fully into getting candy all the time and dressing up. And when I was a kid in Toronto, Ontario, uh, it was already in full winter by the time Halloween came around. So uh. I'm a little kid with snow pants and a winter coat over <laughs> my costume anyway. So it just became, it's you know, you have to get half undressed to show what you are to get a bite size, you know, Snickers. So, oh, okay. Like, this well, is, this is more work than it's worth. <laughs> I, I, I guess I misphrased that question because the uh, yeah. Halloween I'm referring to is adult Halloween. Oh, well, well, that's what I mean. Like these days, if anything, it's just gathering with friends and all that kind of stuff, but usually it's, it's not really anything. Halloween was never a big thing. Um, what was the other one? Oh wow! Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's because it, that's an American Canadian thing, or if it's because Halloween regionally is really, really, really big in my, in my area. <clears throat> I know right. it's bigger in some areas, like uh, Michigan is, uh, from what I understand, the haunted house attraction capital of the world. Uh, like, there's more of them there than any place else. Uh, but for me, as an adult. When I was when I was like you know sixteen to like thirty, Halloween was huge because it was a huge party holiday. Fucking, you go out and get fucking wasted on Halloween. You know, uh, I've went to so many good Halloween parties as an adult. Um, I mean, it it nice. was the excuse to fucking party. Uh, and I think I probably have done more partying than you as an adult because I from the conversations that we had, you sound like a responsible responsible adult who who has life is life in order. And I didn't have that <laughs> until I was about thirty one or thirty two, maybe thirty. Yeah. You know, in my early thirties is when I got my life together. I spent sixteen to, to thirty one trying to fuck up my life as much as I possibly could, and I was pretty successful at it. Uh, 
but yeah, Halloween was always a big Halloween was a, a very, very, very large party holiday. Um, and nowadays I don't give a shit about it at all, which is a pretty big swing. Um, and obviously I probably, because I don't party anymore, but still, I still know people that my age that are like not huge partiers. I mean, they might go to a Halloween party, but they're huge into Halloween about decorating their, their house and all this good shit. They're, they act like they've been waiting for Halloween for the last three months and they have horror fests where they watch, you know, uh, you know, I'm watching a different horror movie every day for the month of October. And I'm like, yeah. really? I just, just don't really fucking care about it anymore. Yeah. Now I, I do know people that love Halloween more than like Christmas or anything else in the year um, where Halloween really is their thing. And so it, it, it is up here. It's just, I guess not in my circles really like our big party holiday, especially in my twenties was St. Patrick's day. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that, and that's in March and usually was uh, depending on when it fell or, or when my, what day my birthday fell they were pretty close together. So I just wrapped all that into one big thing. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, if throw a rock and you'll find an Irish pub in Toronto anyway. So, I mean, it was uh-huh. real easy. So. <laughs> well, I was like, yeah. I got a cough. <coughs> okay. Maybe so, yeah. So that, maybe that, that was the big thing. It, it was winter's finally coming to an end. It's mm. mid to the end of March. And let's go yeah, let's go get hammer and walk around Toronto. So that that was really <laughs> the the big party one, aside from uh, Christmas and whoever's birthday it was. See, yeah, we always yeah. went hard for people's birthdays. So that 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 was our other thing too. In my group of friends, uh, it's like, oh, it's his birthday. Okay, we need to. He has no responsibility. We just make sure he's he lives the next day. Let's go. <laughs> and that's yeah, pretty we, much it, right? So yeah. <laughs> Once I became a professional uh, barfly. Um, <clears throat> which happened because, uh, I had a friend who was a bartender, uh, same friend that was at one point a professional, semi-professional singer in a band. Uh, so in between, you know, being in a band and then transitioning into being in a band and being a bartender and then just straight over to a bartender once the band thing didn't work out, uh, dude right. was super duper popular and made a shit ton of money, money. He only worked like three or four days, three days a week, most of the time, because he didn't need to work anymore. This is back in right. the 90, late nineties and early two thousands. He was making like three, $400 a night fucking tips. Um, nice. And, uh, he taught me the the true professional bar ways for first part on his nights off. He never even went to a bar until midnight. If he could possibly handle it, you know, you did all your, you did all your pre-drinking before you went to the bar. Um, right. so, you know, yeah. uh, so 11 or 12, you know, it, it, which made, which was prime time at the bar. Everyone else, everyone there was already liquored up. You know, he could roll in by a round or two, you know, fucking, and then, you know, and then you know, fuck off with the best looking chick there and bring him back to his house. Or, you know, it's fine. It's, uh, he was really, really good at, uh, at being a, uh, a fucking bar guy. And, uh, he brought yeah. me along with me and I, uh, I spent many, many years, uh, just fucking basically going to the bar every fucking night. Um, my, the, the job I had at the time was, um, very conducive to that. Cause I worked at a CVS and I think I worked from uh, two to 10. Uh, which is oh, the okay. per- yeah. oh yeah yeah so you work two to ten you go you know you get home you take a shower change your clothes and go over your buddy's house and you're at the bar by midnight you know party until yeah. about three or four in the morning go to bed you know wake up at fucking noon and you're still fucking have plenty of time to get to work the next day yeah exactly yeah yeah oh it was great yeah, that works we loved great. it 
All right. Well, we're closing on the end of it. We only got a couple minutes left. You got anything you want to address before we get out of here? Not too much. I know you got a list of chores before your show starts, so you better get yeah. the step in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I do. Yeah, I gotta go do some shit. Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna be it for this week. As always, if you want to try to find me, you can contact me on Twitter. I'm I'm passive J over there. Uh, Colin. Yeah, I'm Risen72, and um, if you want to see me fail at some video games in a couple weekends, uh, look for all my information there and how to watch. And, you know, throw a couple bucks to the hospital and save my life. Oh, so many decades ago. There you go. All right. <clears throat> we will finish up listening to this crazy song, which was, by the way, the exact guy that I was talking about that used to be a singer in a band and a bartender. Here he is uh, ah. in his band uh, doing their rendition of uh, Staying Alive. You guys have yourself a great night. Later for you.